Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody, welcome to DC Action Hour. All right. Uh, Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Jeff from Super Geeked Up. Thank you so much for joining us. We are here, of course, to talk all the DC shows on the CW Network, Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Spile. Hello, everyone. Hi. And we have uh, once returning once again as a special guest co-host, Ian Cullen. Evening. Oh, evening. That's very, very polite. Thank you. You can tell he's British. He's so polite. Uh, Tally ho, everyone. <laughs> all right, Ian's from Sci-Fi Pulse, uh, so uh, he's joining us once again. Thank you, sir. Uh, we're going to get into all the shows. We actually got some really cool news this week as well to talk. Uh, first look at the Black Lightning costume. Batgirl movie directed by a very, very uh, famous individual to talk about. Uh, in the nerd world, anyway. And uh, all right, yeah, so let's get right into it. We like to start, though, with our super tweet question, which is just a fun question. We like the theme to one of the shows. Uh, so Mark's theme this one to uh, The Flash's episode this week with Abracadabra. So this question is, DC character who has magical powers? Ian, who's your choice? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I have to say, um, I don't really know too many of the DC magic users. Um, other than Constantine and Zatanna. But after having seen uh, Justice League Dark, I've got to say Zatanna. Because she kind of comes into her own in, in that movie, and I, I really like the way, way they did her. In, in, in nice. So Z- Zatanna's 100% my choice. Uh, Zatanna's awesome. Uh, she's, uh, I mean, besides being super sexy, obviously. I think she's just cool. Uh, and the fact is that she says everything in reverse, which is... I don't know. For some reason, I just think that's always been a cool concept <laughs> that she has to say all her magic spells in reverse uh, to get them to work. Now, so I, I mean, I know it's a ton of more from just the normal comics. And also, she, uh, she was pretty cool in Smallville, too, actually. She was in a few episodes of Smallville. Uh, but Justice League Dark, I know that was a series. Now, are you talking about, did they do an animated movie of that, too, though? They, they did an animated movie, and it was really cool. Um, you know, I, I've got it on my uh, Amazon account, and um, I've watched it twice. I enjoyed it so much, but they are, they are actually doing a series as well, which is going to be on CW Seed. Um, well, oh, an animated know, series? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. So just, just, I think it, no, actually, I think it's Constantine animated series they're doing. Oh, Constantine animated, yes, they are doing that. Yeah. But they, there's always room for crossover and stuff like that, as you know. So. The, the animated movie, because, I mean, that, the dark one was kind of all like, more like the magic-based people, right? In DC, is that kind of what it was? Yeah, but they, they kind of use Batman to introduce a concept in, in, in the film sort of thing. So it's kind of like Batman, Zatanna, and Constantine. And, oh, God, I forget the, I forget the guy, uh, Etrigan, the... the um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the demon, Etrigan, you know. So like, uh, I remember reading reading about him from... Um, well, he was also in the Justice League series uh, from the yeah. early 2000s. But I think, I think uh, Paul Cornell did a run on Etrigan. With, um, with, you know, with, with some of the other characters, uh, such as Vandal Savage and, and stuff like that. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was, um, I think it was Eternal Warriors or something like that. 
Okay, cool. Uh, uh, if you're watching live, folks, please uh, you can comment in the live chat. You can tweet us at Super Geeked Up. We always love hearing your comments. Uh, we got a couple of tweets about this question already earlier this week. Uh, Kerry, uh, Johnson, had, actually, he had said uh, Zatanna was absolutely his choice. He mentioned uh, the Smallville version of her as well. Uh, Kristen at Anacat had said Constantine. Uh, she was she's a huge fan of this. She was a huge fan of the show. I know. I know she was bummed that. Mm -hmm. Me too. Uh, it got canceled. You know, it was it was cool. I thought, uh, what was it last year, Marks? I think or in the end that they brought Constantine into an episode of Arrow, right? Yep. Yeah. Same I actor. Mean, yep. Same actor. Yeah. No, that, that was cool. Actually, I thought that was really cool that they did that. Yeah. Uh, the same actor. It's Carrie Johnson, by the way. The same actor voices him in the uh, Justice League at Dark movie, and also he's also going to be voicing him in the CW Seed series as well. So. Nice. Uh, hey, you just got a tweet right now from. Eros Orocho at Hunter's Realm. He says, going with Shazam, Black Adam, and Zatanna. Oh, yeah. How could we forget about Shazam and that whole Captain Marvel family? Oh, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't think about that, but that's that's the whole thing, right? There, it comes from magic, I guess. Their powers, he's, right? He's a magic Superman, basically. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mark, who's your choice? Well, Zatanna is a great choice, and Constantine would be great. Also, especially... I would think maybe they can make him in Legends, but they probably make him dumb. So I don't know if I like that. <laughs> but I would like to see him return. Uh, otherwise, just to try to be different, I picked out Doctor Fate. Yes, you know. Well, you know what? In the live chat, he had just said he said two things. First, he said Zatanna, her legs look great in fishnet stockings. I will agree with that. He also says Doctor Fate. Uh, I'm glad you said that, Marks. I, dude, I can't believe I forgot that. I absolutely love Dr. Fate. And I know it, well, probably because I was so distracted by Zatanna's legs and the fishnet stockings is why she was on my mind. <laughs> but, oh, Doctor, I've always loved Dr. Fate. He's so fucking cool. Uh, he's great. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned I like Dr. Fate. Uh, Maybe awesome. Julian will become Dr. Fate. He gets that. He's the oh, no. Stop, don't ruin the fucking character with that little <laughs> weaselly piece of shit. <laughs> just kidding just kidding yeah. but I can see that happening now you mentioned it god damn it <laughs> I think I think they did Doctor Fate pretty well in yes. Smallville they, they did him pretty well in Smallville didn't they when, when they did that whole uh, thing. He, was, he was a kind of a weird weird version in Smallville I felt mm. I liked him in the Justice League animated series I think they did well there mm -hmm. he was cool there yeah. I always liked him in the comic books in Justice League yeah, the, he's yeah, comic books. He's cool, man. Like he's just a cool character. Unless the mask is so awesome, I think. I don't know. I just think like in the whole ancient Egyptian thing. Ah, oh, so good. Great choice. Oh yeah, be great. All right, cool. Any All other right. feedback on the super tweet? Uh, I think we got that's it so far. I think. All right, cool. You can keep right. tweeting, folks. We're putting the chat. We can always share them later in the show. So our first, now we're going to get into the shows. Uh, we, all the four shows had new episodes this week. And again, we're going to do some news in the middle of all this. I want to hear your uh, comments on all the different shows. So we're going to start with Arrow. So Marks is going to lead this one. <clears throat> all right. So Arrow's episode this week was uh, Disbanded. Episode 18 of Season 5. It's written by Rebecca Bell-Otto. Bell um, this is the best part of the show every week. You're trying to pronounce names. I know it's terrible at puns and not being able to pronounce names. That's my thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> interesting enough. This is only the second episode she's written. She, the last episode she wrote was broken hearts, which was a Cupid episode. You might remember from last season. Um, and I also thought it was kind of cool. It was directed by JJ McCaro. I don't know if I pronounced it right or not. But uh, what I think is cool about that is that he's been a stunt coordinator for a bunch of the shows, 
uh, in a bunch of the episodes of the various DC shows. And this is actually the first time he's directed, like directed, directed for Arrow. And he's directed a few times for Flash too. So that's kind of neat. See him crossing paths. Um, so what was this episode about? Seemingly broken by uh, Adrian Chase's, you know, torture fun. Uh, Oliver disbands Team Arrow and makes a deal with the Bratva to assassinate Chase. Uh, Diggle tries to talk Oliver out of it, while Felicity goes to Helix for help to depixelate the footage of Chase removing his Prometheus mask after that, what I believe was after that cool fight that he had with Vigilante, if I recognize that fight. Um, Oliver allows the Bratva to steal diabetes medicine, but Team Arrow's uh, without costumes and gadgets, tries to stop them. And after all that fun stuff and back and forth, the Bratva tries to kill Chase, but Team Errol stops the Bratva. Um, Oliver's convinced to return to team, to find another way to beat Prometheus just in time because Felicity, with the help of Curtis and Helix and some little theft at Cord Industries, um, are able to depixelate Chase's face. So Chase is revealed and the chase is on. For Chase by the police. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bratva declare war of sorts with Oliver for betraying them, unfortunately. Uh, while this is all happening, we get the flashbacks of Oliver back in Russia, uh, planning his return to the island to, to eventually return to home, which we saw in season one. Uh, Anatoly talks Oliver into uh, one more heist to help some sick kids, hoping that will change his mind uh, from leaving. He reveals because he's worried about what he'll become without Oliver, which we learn as he becomes not so great. Um, so some of the good for this episode, some stuff I liked is, uh, you know, I feel like Adrian Chase, AKA Prometheus has really become one of my favorite villains for Arrow. You know, he's a really vicious, crazy, smart. He's kind of over time evolved into something special. I, uh, I mean, I still love Slade and Merlin, of course. Um, Prometheus has definitely reached another level of, of villainy, if you will, of arch nemesis C and, um, and I kind of wish his origin was a little bit more tied in, a little better, but uh, but it was still really good. And the end scene with Chase escaping with the music was kind of cool, kind of iconic in a way. Um, I also more Bratva. I like the Bratva. I, I already told you guys how I liked uh, Anatoly, played by Stargate Atlantis's uh, David Nickel. Um, it's it's good to see him evolve from this into a, a likable but darker version of the mobster. It should make for an interesting, hopefully an interesting reoccurring character that we've kind of like, but don't like kind of deal. And, um, and it looks like they may be saving Constantine Kovar maybe for next season. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see him return or not in this season. I'm still open for KG beast. I know that's what you want, Jeff. You love the name KG beast. Uh, oh yes. It's the most amazing name I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, I'm also, I'm, I'm interested in Helix. I'm interested to see where, where it's going to go. I'm sure it's going to take a bad twist for the team. Uh, oh, and did you notice, Jeff, that one of the hacker dudes is someone that you might recognize from a web series? Uh, is it the hack the hacker dude that was the other other person who talked besides the girl glasses? Yes, yes, yep. That was Edwin Perez um, from Standard Action. So, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I didn't realize that though at the time. Wow, that's awesome. They've been yeah. on the show a couple times. I'm super geeked up. I mean, not this show, but our other show we do. Yep, yep. I thought that was really cool. I recognized him. I was like, wait a minute, that's that one guy. Oh wait a minute, I gotta look this up. Um, 
He's been guest starring in a bunch of stuff recently. I've noticed him in a few things like Magicians, the Supernatural, and stuff. So it's cool to see him there. And he talked, so maybe he'll he'll grow into a larger character. We'll see. Um, and anyway, I'm enjoying the team dynamics. I dug the whole. I dug the whole. Who's the new dig conversation? Get it? Anyway. That was yeah. funny. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was funny. And uh, um, and uh, oh man, what are you doing? My notes just went over. We're just, we're listening to you. Okay. That's what we're doing. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, I, and I'm wondering how much Court Industries insurance costs because they get robbed all the time. <laughs> what do you guys think? When is Ted Cord Blue Beetle going to be showing up since they keep mentioning Cord all the time? Right? I know. I wish. I love Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. I, I've done Blue Beetle a lot when I was young. <clears throat> Sorry. Bless you. Yeah, the Ted, uh, Ted a great one. That's my favorite one. Cool. Ian, what'd you think? Um, I like the stuff about them sort of like going going into action without the uh, without all the gadgetry and stuff like that. And I, I actually enjoyed the uh, conversation about who's the next diggle. But as to the breakfast stuff and the whole only the you know only the self moving stuff. And I like kinging and stuff like that. I just um, not my thing. It's not what I signed up for. Did you sign up at all? Did you sign up for the vigilante team? <laughs> I signed up for the vigilante thing, but I signed up for something that was a bit more fun. It's kind of got gone gone a little bit too dark over the last couple of episodes for me, really. You know. Well, the... I totally. I know, I know. We talked on YouTube comments actually about that, and and I I know. Uh, so last week I was. Uh, in the minority and saying that yeah, I really did not like it all how dark it got. But then I really did like this episode a lot because I said last week, uh, I hope they really bring him out of this real fast, and they did. So mm-hmm. I was very happy that this episode, that they already pretty much had got him back on track and getting out of this funk about how uh, how he, he's a terrible person and he hates himself. So <laughs> I was really happy with this episode because uh, I thought they, they might bring make that a longer thing, and they did it pretty quickly, so that was great. Uh, I like how Diggle was the one who I think was obviously had to be the one who was going to, you know, bring him out of that, that funk he was in. Um, I, I kind of kept waiting all episode for Diggle to reference like, hey, you saved me last year when I, this was happening to me. Uh, so they finally brought that up, which made sense. Oh, yeah. That was um, great. Yeah. So because he did. And that's the perfect thing. Like he did it for Diggle. Diggle now doing it for him. That's great. And I've always they have a really awesome, I think, brother like brother relationship. <clears throat> You know, like those two are always there for each other no matter what happens. Um, and I think that's awesome. And uh, yeah, so I like this episode a lot, actually, because uh, I think it was cool. Uh, I like how he and, uh, and then how he was at, now at odds with Anatoly, actually. That was some really good tension because they obviously had been friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Anatoly's blaming him for, for, for leaving, so he becomes the bad, bad guy sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Anatoly really, when you think about what he's doing, man, he, he's really doing some scummy shit. <laughs> like, like, he's not a nice guy. Uh, so, um, no, I mean, he's not. Yeah. He's yeah. become darker trying to be the leader. So, yeah. I, li- yeah, I like that, though, how he, they made the whole thing about like saying uh, he kind of, he needed Oliver kind of to keep him on more on the straight and narrow, right? So, without him, that's the way he went. Um, and maybe, I don't know. Maybe in a way, Oliver needed Anatoly somewhat too. So maybe they both kind of lost some of their way when they left. Party. Yeah. That's good stuff. I, I really like how the t- his whole team, like um, Dinah and uh, what the f- uh, what Wild Dog? What's his name? Is that his name? Renee. Wild Dog. Renee. 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 Ren
I forgot his full first name. Yeah, uh, I like how they were. You know, they they yeah, they were all behind Oliver though. Like you know, they were like, "You were here for you. We're gonna do what you need." That was that was cool to see. Yeah, um, and and Curtis put his balls to good use this week as well. So he did. He did. Yeah. Balls are very good. I actually really like how Curtis <laughs> snuck into the hackers and he was like, "Hi, hack the hackers." He's like, <laughs> "That was funny." Yeah, because I find those helix guys are. <laughs> Kind of very arrogant and like oh, we're so fucking good and ha, 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 government stupid. <laughs> so, and you're right; it's totally going to be a total disaster, blow up in their face, and they're going to have to go against Helix sometime in the future, for sure. I don't know who the, I don't know who's pulling the strings, but and maybe some of them know what they're doing, but they're definitely going to turn bad or something's going to happen. Well, who knows? They, they, maybe they, they already have because they they they, they you know. Based on like uh, pretty much said to uh, Felicity, you know, uh, we know about you know the the arrow, you know the arrow headquarters and all all, all of that shit sort of thing. So they're probably going to use that at some point as as a blackmail fodder. Could be, and they could also be some subgroup, whether they know it or not, of Hive or somebody else. I'm pretty sure Hive is was more than just Dark. I mean Dark, so. Oh, we- we got we got a live comment coming right here. That's a relation to what we're talking about. Kerry Johnson says, "Just got here. Uh, have you all talked about how everyone knows Ollie and Team Secret? Lex knows all them. It's got to be time for Ollie to reveal so soon, right?" Could be. Maybe they'll yeah, try so, I mean, blackmailing. Could yeah, and that's the 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 guy you mentioned earlier. That was his one line, basically, right? Like, oh, I figured that out in four seconds, in eight seconds, <laughs> about the identities of uh, Curtis and uh, Felicity. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd probably take uh, probably take Captain Cold about eight seconds to say that line. <laughs> oh, it would. Probably, more like eight minutes, probably. <laughs> oh, um, I I was sorry we didn't see Thea though. That was it's it was a little force that she didn't appear after his torture thing. Yeah, they just right, they just reference it. Well, all right, so what's the deal with this? Is do they just? I mean, I've talked about earlier. Like, I don't, I don't like what they did with Thea this year. Um, is it? Does anybody know? It does Willa Holland? That's the actress, right? Willa Holland, I think. Does yeah. she, is she doing something else? Do they just not know what the fuck to do with her this season? Like, why isn't she in it? Like, they they obviously deliberately had her leave and, you know, out of the script. Yeah, they haven't contracted her for so many episodes this season. I don't know why. I don't know if she's got something else going on or what the logic behind it is. For, for, from the interview I saw my friends at Comic Con, she was like. She really wanted to get back in the suit and start fighting again. Like, I don't know. So it's probably more they just not, I don't know. I guess they didn't they weren't sure what to do with her. I don't really know why. I mean, I don't know why she she just couldn't be part of this the new team still, like, you know, like in as uh, yeah, you yeah, think she's, so. she's definitely been missed from the team, you know. So she needs to be in there and then her and Artemis can fight. It'd be awesome. Oh yeah. You want to see a girl fight, huh? Oh yeah. And they're both yeah. archers, so it'd be interesting. <laughs> I don't know when Ar- Artemis learned archery, but she learned quick. <laughs> well, from Prometheus, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, she, she's a Prometheus sidekick, probably. So, I'll be curious to see what Prometheus' next move is. I have, I have ideas, maybe from like hints they've given in the sh- in the series, but we'll see. Cool. Anything else about uh, the episode <laughs> to talk about? Um, I glad to see Susan go. <laughs> Susan, really what, go that. away. Yeah, go away. I never really bought that relationship. Like, 
she, I, I liked her a little better after a while, of course, once they were dating and stuff. Uh, but that whole relationship was kind of weird. So yeah, not sorry, Sergio. I never really bought into that either. You know, and, and especially when 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 it was revealed that she knew about Olive the Queen's identity and stuff like that. I thought, you know, that just saw like uh, I, I actually agreed with uh, with what 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 uh, Fia did. You know, well, I mean, to her credit, she didn't she didn't snitch on him. She tried to give him a she tried to let him tell her the truth in the relationship. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I I think Poggy should have killed her. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I thought you didn't like the dark elements. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I only like the dark dark. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do this, but I have to keep my secret. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, wax her across the head repeatedly with Curtis's balls. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is taking a weird turn. Anyway, next episode, episode 19, is Dangerous Liaisons, which airs April 26. In case people want to know, it's going to be taking a break a bit. Dang- dangerous yeah, actually, all the shows, uh, except Ledges, are on a, on a break, and then they're going to do their big uh, run till the end. So it's the next yeah, Julie, episode of Julie our told me she, she didn't like how... Uh, she felt Oliver kind of screwed over Anatoly in this episode. So, just so you know, I hear her whispering. Actually, <laughs> I know she's 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 very adamant about it. <laughs> and screwed over in the past too. <laughs> Wait, Anatoly screwed over Oliver. Or Oliver screwed over Anatoly. Yep, she's she's Team Anatoly. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm the other way. I'm Team Oliver. I think Anatoly's kind of a dick, and he fucking just he owes Oliver more, more if anything. Yeah, I know. I think he took for granted a little bit of his allegiance with the Bratva. Well, he abused that a bit. But they're criminals, so whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, we got know. some chats, chat stuff coming in here. Victor Snyder says, Oliver Queen needs to wear glasses like Clark Kent, then, then no way would ever figure out he is Arrow. Right. There you go. Well, Good idea. Because everybody knows pretty much in the show now. <laughs> uh, Carrie Johnson says, if Arrow won't use Speedy, get her on Legends next year. Uh, well, I appreciate that you want to see more Speedy for sure, but Oh my God! They would just ruin her character if that happened. So please, don't. right? She turned terrible. Yeah, the characters just go to go to be fucked up when they go to Legends. <laughs> like I'm trying to think how I don't even know how they would mess her up, but I, I don't know. It's, there's, no, there's no telling. She would she would fall in love with Sarah, obviously. That's because of Sarah's well, power, of course. They would have a little flame, and yeah. then and then yeah. Oliver would be like, "Oh my God, my sister's with my ex girlfriend." Ah, that that would be dramatic. That would be dramatic, wouldn't it? Uh, uh, please don't do knows? that, writers. Please don't take, think that was a good idea, <laughs> what I just said. There's someone going, brilliant! I know they are. <laughs> That's season. what we've been missing. <laughs> yeah, may, maybe maybe us three should get together and just write the show. We should. Oh, and then, and then of course, Sarah and Thea can get married, and Rip can make the cake, the wedding cake. <laughs> Oh, geez, yes. That's a reference to what we're going to talk about later, folks, in the, in the episode. You know, and and then, then, you know, the uh, the RIP wedding cakes will become RIP card industries. All right. Come on. What are you freaking doing the puns now with Marks? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was a good pun. <laughs> He's my pun sidekick. Yeah. Oh, boy. And puntastic. I don't need that at all. <laughs> All right, so oh, we got to so we got to rate arrows, right? So, get folks, what we do is a five star scale, but we do 
uh, for Arrow, we do five out of five boxing glove arrows. Like I said, I like this episode a lot. Uh, it kind of really redeemed last week's episode for me, which was rough for me to watch. I am going to give this four and a half boxing glove arrows. I thought it was very good. Marks? Me too. Four and a half boxing glove arrows. One of their best episodes of the season. Mm. Yeah. I'll I'm, I'm probably give it a three and a half. All right. Okay. That's cool. There you oh, go. Not folks. quite a four. Not quite a four. All right, so now we're going to move on to Legends of Tomorrow. Ian, what happened on this week's episode? Well, absolutely nothing happened this week. It was amazing. (laughs) Oh, Actually, uh, this week, um, the episode was called Doom World. And in the episode, the Legion of Doom has used the uh, Spear of Destiny to rewrite history. Um, and they've rewritten history in such a way that it's all in their favor, and they've kind of um, wiped the memories of of the entire uh, Legends team. Uh, the episode was, um, well, the episode was written by, <laughs> if I can find yeah, it, Joe, God, damn it. Your, it's, it's your favorite name, our favorite name to pronounce. Ah, I've got it now. I've got it. It's coming up now. Uh, the episode was written by Ray... Ray Utanachit. Yeah, good, good. Utanachit. Um, God, shit, that's difficult to say. <laughs> and uh, Sarah Hernandez. Um, it was kind of like a joint co-writing them. There's some good stuff in this um, and, and uh, not so good stuff. They kind of... It was really good, but they kind of ruined it at the end. I think. Yep. Um, but you know, the I I kind of um, I didn't enjoy the opening bit with a uh, Felicity Felicity that seemed to be kind mm-hmm. of wasteful because there wasn't really enough of it to 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 get you invested in in Felicity being a vigilante sort of thing. It was it was kind of like um, you know, bang bang. She was doing a few action beats and she was dead and. You know, and, and I didn't like that at all. Um, I, I think, what, let me just comment on that one real fast, uh, that part. I I actually dug that part. It was cool to see Felicity in a, in a costume like that, you know, doing, uh, and they, and they, it was some slick action too, like where they're jumping over, sliding stuff, throwing the, like, it looked like the T-Spheres kind of actually, or something. I right? think, they, I think they were, it had the same sound effect. Yeah. But I'll, I think maybe the point of that was to show how different this world was, the fact that she says, like, I'll never stop fighting. And then he just snaps her neck and she's dead. Like, yeah, no, yeah, you are. You're dead. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was a show like, yep, we're just going to start killing people here. This is the different re- reality we're in. I think that was their point to establish that right off the bat. Yeah, but it would have been nice if, um, you know, she could have been introduced a bit more. So there was a bit more emotional investment from from the audience point of view. Um, you know, because it's all like um, he snapped her neck and I thought, well, don't care, you know. <laughs> because the, I, I wasn't invested. <laughs> it, it would have been interesting if she had like they freed her and she could have helped them out and like been a more of a real guest star, guest star. And but then I, she had a neck snapped. And know? then she got a neck snap, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that would have been better, I think. Um you know, Rip apparently when he's uh, down in Doldrums, uh, he's an alcoholic that likes to uh, bake cakes. Hell yeah, he is. <laughs> and, um, I I, I wasn't that. too. <laughs> that was a bit much. Oh, you got to be kidding me! That was hilarious. Unless the spear of destiny like made him make one. Be Come on, he's baking. 
cakes and Gideon. He's talking to Gideon about baking cakes and it's better than his biscuits. That is like some of the funniest stuff they've done. It was funny, but it was a little odd. I'm sorry, there wasn't enough puns for you. I know, right? Yes, I wanted more. I wanted more uh, food puns, cooking puns. <laughs> I think. I but think he was like spending like I don't know, like a long time. I is the idea that he's trying to find them and he couldn't. He couldn't do anything, so he just got so frustrated, right? He had know, to like, do, spend his time doing something. I know he acted half baked, but oh, just, get oh. out of here. <laughs> there just wasn't any icing on top of that cake with the oh, jokes. <laughs> you, you just can't stop this guy, can you? No, no it's really getting bad. Um, I mean, really for me, this episode was mainly about. Uh, I thought, I thought the you know the Doom World, the setup of that was really good, and I kind of enjoyed the uh, Damien Dark and uh, Malcolm Merlin conspiring against Eobard Thorn, um, and the the whole Captain Cold and and Firestorm bit. Not not Firestorm. Is it, it's not Firestorm. Yeah, Firestorm. Oh no no wait no no. Yes. Firestorm's the the Jackson. Fire, Firestorm's Jackson, the other guy. Um, Stein. Rory. Rory. He means Rory. Rory. Oh yeah. yeah. Heatwave. Yeah. Heatwave. That's Heatwave. Yeah, that's the one. Um, I I kind of liked seeing Snart and Heatwave back together again, but it was really really predictable that 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 Heatwave was gonna sort of like go back to the Legends sort of thing, and. Um, and, you know, I've got, to, I've got to admit, there's a lump in my throat when a uh, snap kills Bitson. Yeah, that's rough. It was real rough. That 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 you know that was rough because I've really liked how you know the the sort of dynamic between Bitson and Heatwave throughout. You know how she's been trying to sort of like uh, you know tap into his 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 less villainous side, if you will. You know, she's been trying to help him sort of redeem himself. I guess, and um, you know now now that he doesn't have that, you know he, he kind of don't know where his character is going to go, and now that he doesn't have Vitson on side, the rest of the team's not going to trust him, so it's going to sort of mess up the whole, whole dynamic again. Yeah, I don't like how they treat him. I mean, I understand to a point, but they they need to like start trusting him a little more. Just push him into doing what it's like a self fulfilled prophecy. They just push him into turning on him. They, they uh, in the chat, yeah. sorry, in the chat, Carrie Johnson says, "Is Reverse Flash in charge if Damien has his magic, uh, which he does in this in this world?" Well, I think it was kind of like each of them almost kind of carved out their own little world for them, the area for them to run right in this world of villains. It seemed like, uh, although Thawne is the one who kept the De Spirit Destiny, right? So he, I guess he was kind of the so that was why they kind of wanted to take him out. So he couldn't be the only one who control everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Dark of his magic is way more powerful than without. He definitely, in theory, would be a, a match for, for Reverse Flash. In theory. Maybe, yeah. In theory, possibly. Yes. I guess I guess he has to kill a bunch of people, you know, get more power and stuff. But Right. No, um, I just want to say, I, I think Thawn is probably the best character possibly in this whole freaking show, to be honest with you. Like oh, I really good. like his character. He's awesome. He's really good. He's awesome. Like he's a good villain. He's acted very well, um, and he's cool in this episode, man. Because he he's kind of like the big cheese in this world, right? Um, mm -hmm. He's running uh, Star Labs, and this is super genius. You know what I thought was kind of funny though? Like at one point, 
Uh, oh, it's when uh, uh, what the hell is the doc's name? The historical dude, Stein. Nate. Who? Nate. Nate. Yes, Nate. Uh, when Nate runs in and you know, and he's trying to get Thawne's help, and then he he lists off like all these amazing things he did. Like he, I don't know, like he found a, a stop to, to global warming, or right? he lists all this other amazing stuff that we haven't been able to solve here. And I was like, uh, interesting. So kind of when in this world where Thawne's in charge, the world's a hell of a lot better than the current world. So like it's almost like why should these idiot legends return the world to the way it was? It's way better with Thawne, the villain, running things actually. Maybe on the maybe on the big picture, but I'm sure you know the people that kill and stuff would think otherwise. Well, yeah, right. I know. <laughs> like big picture wise, though, he actually, I guess, he's not really. He is doing. He's not really necessarily a bad guy. It's just that right, he he takes extreme measures when he feels they're necessary. Yeah, he's a. It showed his science side, which was which was nice. That he is he is a scientist, a genius. That he's wants to progress and stuff that way. He's just willing to do whatever it takes to do what he wants. Mm-hmm. What kind of rune did Victor Snyder says, yes, he is smart, cool, and able to kick ass at hypersonic speed. Yeah, he is. Yeah, what ruined it for me was the ending. Um, the reveal that uh, that Rip was, and, and, and the ship were sort of like just a, a small desktop arg, uh, ornament. Oh, you didn't like that? I thought that was kind of fun. Hmm. That's a nice I, twist, yeah. I thought. Yeah, that was kind of yeah. fun. Oh, I thought it's so. okay, I suppose. But... The, I, so before that, it was the big climax, which really like I actually like this episode a lot. Once again, usually I don't like Legends, but I, I thought this was fun. It's always fun to see characters, to- and like almost you know almost like a parallel universe, right? Totally different versions of these characters we're used to seeing. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. I think they did that quite well. Um, and uh, so the only thing, I mean, even like things like um, like why can't I think of anybody's name today? Uh, Adam, who's the Adam's name? Uh, uh, Ray Palmer. Probably yeah, Ray Palmer. Wow. Uh, even every Ray, just, like, just remember, he, he could fit in the palm of your hand. Ah, uh, there you go. Good. <laughs> uh, so you're like Ray creating this this device that could restore everybody's memory. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll accept that. Like, cause I'll, you know, kind of the way they think like these kind of they were naturally kind of doing back reverting back to themselves, right? They didn't realize it. But at the end, the climatic scene would just did not work at all for me. Number one, where Jackson has to go in, and instead of just saying hi, not even saying hi, hi, Professor Stein or whatever the fuck his name is, just shooting him, he's like, "Oh, let's have a conversation about this." Oh wait, oh now you knocked the gun out of my hand and ruined it. Great, that's what I'm going to wait for. No, just shoot him in the fucking face. Like this yeah, is the was- kind of stuff that drives me nuts when people write this way because oh, we have to have a way for this gun to be destroyed, and so Stein can't be remember stuff. And they did that throughout the whole climax. Like, Thawne is making this big speech, holding a spear instead of dropping it. So then it gets knocked out of his hand, and he gets easily knocked out, even though he has super speed. And then Vixen is sitting there with the spear, doing the incantation, and all the villains are just watching her do this, except Cole finally shoots her, right? And then they let Cole just meander his way in a really slow manner, like he always does, over to the spear, and none of the heroes try to stop him. Like, everybody's just sitting there like they're watching a football match. And not doing anything. Like, what was happening? I didn't get it. They were just shocked. No, it, shock- was, it was so stupid. It was ridiculous. And even if you say they didn't have their powers, Sarah doesn't have powers. She's a trained assassin and fighter. She doesn't need any fucking powers to, to do her normal stuff. True, yeah. I can't see Sarah just sitting, standing there that she wouldn't have ran over there and, like, tried to, you know, grab the spear or stop him. Yeah, I feel like the writers, they know this stuff because they uh, they pointed out sometimes, like, the whole bad guy monologue line that was pretty funny. Where um, 
Dark revealed that he still he had his magic powers and he's like killing Sarah. He starts monologuing and Merlin's like, really monologuing bad guy? Mon-? Or maybe it was Captain Coda said that was joking about like really the bad guy monologue yeah. right now. And then escapes and says, see, told you. <laughs> kind of deals yeah, fun. but I think I am with Jeff on this in a way because really, uh, you know, uh, Damien Dark could have used his magic to get the foot, get the spear out of her hand exactly. before she even had a chance to do the incantation, you know? There's all sorts of th- there's all sorts of things that they could have been doing as opposed to just standing around. Right. They didn't. Really said he wants to just stand there and be like, "Oh, this is interesting. I guess they won. I'm just going to watch it. It's very fascinating." And also, you know, when 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 what I didn't get is, uh, you know, she's hit by the shot by by the ice gun. Yeah. You know, how come she had time to drop the spear? You know, I thought the freezing is instantaneous. Right, it starts freezer instantaneous. Um, how could she have time to drop the spear? Because uh, it needed to happen in the plot. <laughs> but you're right, that's another... I mean, here's the thing. By the way, has his gun any... On other places, like with Thawne, his gun just like knocks people. Have, have we seen his gun actually freeze someone before like that? Have they established yeah. that? Yeah, Yeah, we have. But He used to, especially he... in the beginning. Okay, they just kind of got away from that, I guess. Because he used to kill people more early days and then flash kind of as a good influence on him he quit doing killing people he used to freeze people right because this is kind of this is like a very this is before all that stuff this version of him right that they've taken i do, that's why he's a killer here i feel like this is a very early early captain code like very early days like right yeah. after guys code go code gun maybe after the Possibly, first time he yeah yeah, I don't know. That Savage's end scene did not work at all for me. It was just, and I, you're Mark, you're right. They do, like, they kind of poke fun at the whole thing. But for me, that's just a lazy way to try to explain away why none of this shit really makes sense. I mean, like, I know all, show, all shows in this, in this genre, and not that I'm sh- I haven't done it myself in writing, do this kind of thing, but this takes it to extreme, the show. And there is a better way, I think, a smarter way to do this. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the anger that that Mick feels at, you know, using Vixen and stuff like that, and also being angry with himself for sort of like betraying them in the first place. Um, that 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 made sense. I thought that was actually well played out. Um, you know, and um, you know, he he's the one character in, 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 in the whole thing that's being consistent throughout for me. Is uh, Rory? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have come to really like him. Like he's he's a good character. Yeah, I think he's the producer's favorite, one of one of their favorites. You said they said that, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can kind of tell. They put a lot of a lot of work in him. Okay. In the so chat, I'm... Carrie says Vixen deserved a better death. I guess I'm not that concerned because I know she's just gonna they're just gonna bring her back, right? They're gonna restore the timeline and she'll be alive. Well it got to because her destiny's not being fulfilled yet. She's got to go yeah, back exactly. to her own time. I I suspect, because I have no idea, but this would be kind of poetic in a way. I suspect if they if their only way of defeating them is to go back and basically stop all this, that maybe that'll reverse it and she will except they'll remember everything, but like all this stuff they've done hadn't would not have happened and she will never remember them and stuff beyond like their first appearance or whatever. So because that would be really like that would be really uh uh heartbreaking away for Nate, like if she forgot who he was and stuff. And then she'd be back on track with her destiny. For the the her granddaughter, but maybe not. That's what I would do. 
<laughs> they're gonna go back and where to and then when they reset it she's not have ever met them i'm kind of curious I, they were a little vague on what exactly they're gonna do but if they went before they they lost it and stuff and then they were able to take it that could reverse a lot of what they did because they've never done this before interfered with their own events so we don't know what's how that would affect not that they always pay attention to their own rules so who knows but right <laughs> but if they wanted to that's something they could do and it would be really uh it would be uh, pretty rough on Nate. And then and then they would write fixing out of the series. So because I suspect she might not be coming back. I don't know. In the chat, Victor Snyder says, I just wish the CW would do a Justice League style show. Legends is good, but it would be better without time travel. We, I, you probably agree with that, Marks, right? Because the time travel you think is where they're really getting wonky. Oh yeah. Well, after after the end of season one and the beginning of season two. I still liked it and everything, but I, I, I was I told everybody would listen. They need to quit doing time travel because they don't know how to do it, and because uh, they they really like did not address that whole thing very well. It's kind and of like they they're going to the Doctor Who playbook of time travel and sort of making up as they go along. I guess. Yeah. I don't think they even pay attention to their own rules after they make it up. That's the problem. No, there's a problem. I agree. They should stop. But the thing is, the whole show is based. That's the conceit, the concept, right? Is the time travel. So I don't think they're going to stop doing that at all. Uh, oh no, I agree. After, be good. After I said that, then I find out. I don't remember exactly how how long it was after. But then I heard about Legends of Tomorrow, and then they found out it was time travel, and that was. Oh, you were talking about the Flash when you said the time, right? That's yeah, because before Legends of Tomorrow had happened, it was. I got it was you, after. Right. right. I, I would love so, the what Victor said though. Justice League show, I think, or Justice Society show, even like I think they've done really cool stuff with the Justice Society. Like that would be awesome. I would totally watch I, that. I'd actually love a yeah. Justice Society show, but I'd love it better if they did it as, as a period thing. Yeah, they should the do 40s. it back in the what in the forties, right, or something. Is yeah. that when they? Yeah, that would be great. They they did such a good job. The actors were great who portrayed. I thought those characters. Like that seems like a I don't know like a no brainer to me. Just do like a Justice Society show in the time period. No fucking time travel at all. No other freaking characters from the current universe going back in time. Just characters from that time period. Just pure, just pure, pure, unadulterated poop. Poop? <laughs> poop. Poop. Pope. Pulp. Pope. P-O-U-P-U-L-P. Oh, pulp. Yeah. They say the Pope, like the Pope of the Vatican. <laughs> like, what does he have to do with it? Unadulterated Pope. Pope action. <laughs> poop action. <laughs> Actually, have I, have I checked the calculator well, yet? <laughs> you know, I mentioned before, I just want to see Teen Titans. So, or Birds of Prey. That's the teams that I would, I mean, yeah, I would love to see Just Titans, League. I want Birds of Prey. Yeah. I would love to see Just yeah. League, but I don't think it's going to happen any, anytime soon. But uh, with the movies no. and stuff. And JSA, no, it would be cool. Just, they could do JSA. You, that those producers, if they were talking about, they would, some higher up would go and look at uh, Agent Carter of shield and be like see that didn't work out so we can't do it a time a time period one uh yeah that's possibly that could be true but who knows well uh you know this universe keeps going and they have so many shows there's going to be all who knows well we'll see over the years wow so man carrie and you must be like on the same wavelength today because he like as soon as you say something he's already said it right in the chat at the same time he says oh, really? after <laughs> after agent carter i think networks are weary of period shows it's <laughs> funny. Uh, now reading my mind. <laughs> I, I think networks have always been a bit weary of period shows because whenever they do period show, um, it gets cancelled maybe after one or two seasons. It's 
It's rough unless you're BBC. BBC does a great job on mm. period pieces, but or PBS or something, yeah. Or BBC on PBS. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna rate we're gonna rate uh, Legends. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, I want to say one thing, one last thing about Legends. Mm -hmm. Why didn't they just release the the Black Flash, or and that could have taken out Zoom, or, or excuse me, Reverse Flash right there. Well, but uh, Reverse Flash is the one who has them captured, right? Yeah. So well, got first of all, I don't know if all I don't know if all of them even know that he's there. Well, I guess the villains do. But I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that he has some kind of obviously security system much better than the stupid one on the fucking uh, vanishing point, which he didn't have. <laughs> True. And is that Black Flash Zoom? What somebody had said that to me. I think it was Rachel or something. Said that. Yeah. Or she was speculating or something. That Zoom. Yeah, I, I wonder if that is. I, I think he's one of the uh, the the. Uh, the, the flash race from the uh, from the speed force that's supposed to be the thing that's after him right for after thought remembering the remembering the second season of flash they had the they had the speed race that you know and they're hunting that yeah you know, yeah him, this is him, different him, though with a flash down so it's different in the race though but it's some kind of i think it's somehow kind of related right still though to that because it is it's like after him for violating speed force stuff right yeah, it's vying in yeah. time, the timeline in Speed Force and stuff like that. Um, and the impression I got, and they've never said, but the impression I got is, uh, if I remember correctly, the time race grabbed Zoom, and maybe this is what they turned him into. But I don't know. Possibly. Uh, also, uh, is, was that the Legion of Doom headquarters throw? Uh, throw yes. In yeah. In the Star, Star Labs, it looked like the Legion of Doom. I was like, that's cool. I was, I was, I was digging that. That's I hilarious. want a Legion of Doom series. Yes, but if they have like the actual Legion of Doom characters, please, the more traditional ones, not fucking dopes like Damien Dark. And uh, I, I never liked Damien Dark. I'm sorry. It sucks. No, I never did. Well, he, he, the actor he, I like a lot. Neil Dunn I like, but not the yeah, he deal. He, he brings a lot of humor to, you know, he delivers the lines really well and stuff. But yeah, the characters never really spoke to me. Um, no, so I'm talking like Lex Luthor, Gorilla Grodd, Black Manus, that kind of shit, you know? Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. And I kind of liked how Nate and Dark almost high fived that one time when they worked together or they're in a big fight. <laughs> it was so <laughs> it was silly but kind of funny. It's silly, but it was kind of funny. <laughs> okay, so how okay, many all done. Gideons, are we giving this? All right, well, yes, we give this out of Gideons. Ian, how many Gideons? Mm, I'd say just about a four. All right, Marks. I think um, yeah, I think about a four is pretty pretty good. Oh, across the board. I've also got four Gideons, even though I think the climax didn't make any sense. Over the rest of the episode up to that part, I think was very fun and, and it was a good time. So I enjoyed it. Oh, I'm pretty sure they that they with Captain Cold and uh, and Heatwave they snuck in a Prison Break reference. They were mentioning that. They, Remember that one they, time we broke out of the prison? They snuck in a few actually throughout oh, the episode. It was quite. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I never watched Prison Break, and I see the commercials now because it's coming back, right? Um, I didn't actually realize for a while that uh, the guy who plays Heatwave was also in Prison Break. Yeah. I know Wentworth Miller was. So like they're they're the two main gut people in Prison Break, right? Yep. Yep. They're brothers. In the show, you brother, right? Yeah. And I don't know. It's very interesting that they brought. Is that so that the producers of these shows brought them on to be like partner criminal partners in these shows too? <laughs> yeah, they may have helped cause the Prison Break. Uh, return happen almost. I kind of wonder. Mm -hmm. I think I think having them together brought back some uh, 
nostalgia for the for the show. Are their characters uh, very similar in Prison Break to who they play in these shows, or very different? I'd say they're different. Uh, really. They, you know, yeah. so like uh, that their brothers for a start in 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 Prison Break, uh, kind of like half brothers, I guess. Um, and um, you know, so like um, the guy that plays Heatwave, he's kind of like the older brother. And uh, went with Ming as a younger brother, and and in the series went with Bringer. Ming gets himself arrested, so he's imprisoned to break uh, out his in brother order, in order to break his brother out. And he he uses a, an elaborate system in which he's got an entire map of his escape route of the prison tattooed all over his body. Okay, sort of thing. It's, it's um, I guess he is very clever, like Captain Cold is in a way, but yeah, but he doesn't speak as slowly. No, no, he doesn't no. speak as slowly. It's sort of like a <laughs> different voice. Um, he speaks normally, I guess. Okay, and, cool. Um, and um, Heatwave doesn't go. I'm Heatwave. He doesn't do that. He's sort of like he's just sort of like normal. <laughs> All right, interesting. All right, so we're still going to talk about Supergirl and the Flash, but now we're going to do some news. And uh, Mark's got some Black Lightning news to kick off. Yeah, so you know the filming for the Black Lightning pilot is is coming about, um, and they have revealed his costume. And here it is, folks. There you go. That's his costume. You're, right there. You have the costume right there. Are you gonna put it on? There we go. There. Oh, your cat. Cat. <laughs> he's gonna be dressed like a cat. <laughs> That's his costume. It's an animal show. So here's the oh, actual. I just shared it on the screen. Here's the actual costume, folks. All right, there. Yep. Oh. You kind of see below, down below, the superhero version, the comic book version. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I, th- I think it looks really fucking awesome, actually. It does like, look pretty good. I like the shades. Those are cool. Yeah, they're, they're like those mirrored shades you had in the eighties. You know. <laughs> I showed this to Julie, and Julie's a fan of Heart of Dixie, which is actors was one of the lead actors for. And she's like, wow, I couldn't, re- with those goggles, I couldn't recognize them. We go, great, great, good mask. See? <laughs> it's a good superhero mask then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm just really curious if it's going to be, which earth it's going to be on and if they're going to connect or not. I'm really kind of nervous about that element of it. I, mean, I should say nervous, not the right word, but, uh, but they're going to be filming in Atlanta. And I'm assuming if the pilot gets picked up, then that's where they're going to film, I'm assuming. Um, so that makes it really interesting because all the other shows are in Vancouver. So I don't know what that means. Yeah, that, that's very surprising. I don't. Uh, really surprising to me what they're not shooting in Vancouver. I mean, I guess you're right. If they are gonna sh- if they are gonna shoot it in Atlanta, I guess it would probably not. They would probably put it on. Would likely be put on a different Earth then, right? Because they wouldn't want to hardly ever do any crossovers. Because it would be maybe. I think it'd be really weird to make it not one of the Earths, though. I mean, just. Seems well, like but maybe what I'm play. saying is not Earth One necessarily, where the majority of them are, you know, or at least well, Arrow and Flash are, but you know, and even most of the Legend characters, I think almost all of them come from Earth One as well, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, Supergirl's the, only... the oddball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it'll be Supergirl World, and they don't. I I don't know. That that actually, be... that that should be pretty good actually. Um, if if they did it in the same Earth mm. as Supergirl. I mean, I guess I guess I shouldn't think of it that way because. I mean, really, a lot of these, unless it's like a big crossover, you only get one or two actors, and they could just fly them in. Right. So he would just go. He could go to Vancouver. Yeah, sure. But it does. It does. 
it is weird to go away from that infrastructure they built in Vancouver. Um, it's a little riskier for them, but but maybe it'll work. I don't know. Does Walking Dead shoot in Atlanta? Is that the one that shoots there? Yeah. Hey, maybe he can guess the Walking Dead. Like fry some zombies up with my lightning batters. <laughs> yep. After the zombie apocalypse, uh, Black Lightning returns to being a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> Time to fry us some zombies. Mm. Um, but anyway, so be curious to see what that means uh, and his relationship, the show's relationship with the other shows. So, uh, so, so in the chat, uh, we got some people kind of uh, Victor says, yeah, the shades look good. I bet they have a HUD built in heads up display. That would be cool. And hope it's on earth prime is what he says. Uh, Carrie John says, look really techie, but I dig. He also says, word is that it's in different universe and no crossover. Interesting. Uh, no. It's a shame. I think that'll make it really hard for the show to uh, survive, potentially. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. I mean, the crossovers are fun, right? We all kind of love those, but that's, and, and again, actually, the big four part this year I thought was not very good. That's not mm -hmm. what makes the show successful, right? I don't watch because the, the crossovers. The musical one I love, I mean, those are fun things, but it's almost more like a gimmick, right? They kind of, rather than, it's not, I mean, an Arrow obviously was the first, only show on when it first debuted, actually for two seasons, right? Yeah, because Flash yeah. didn't come on until its third season. And it, and actually it was the best, that was it's doing its best ever, is the first two seasons. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I So I, I think it could certainly be okay without crossovers. Not, yeah, maybe, we'll see. But I, part of what you're saying, though, too, you're like, nope, I refuse to believe it without a crossover to be successful. I mean, it could be successful if it's a strong vision and stuff. It just, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a more of an uphill challenge for them. And mo think. most shows, though, obviously in, on TV do not have crossovers, right? Like you think because, about Because think of it this way, you're, they are already almost, they're in a danger point of oversaturating their yes. fan base. And now they're going to introduce another superhero show, but it's not, it's going to be the, the outlier if it's not connected to the other ones. So if you're a fan, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be more likely not to give it a chance because you're like, well, I'm already watching their shows, not connected, blah, blah, blah. You know, I just hate yeah. to see that maybe happen to it. No nah. point. I mean, I also, don't, we, I don't think fans think like that, to be honest. I mean, I, I'll probably give it a shot. I'll give it a go. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. But also, if you think about it, I mean, it, it can be a way to help. Yeah, she'll get its legs. Like the whole thing with Flash, right? They had Grant Gustin on the second season of Arrow playing Barry Allen, right? Mm -hmm. And in a way, I think a big part of that was to kind of test out, hey, would a Flash show be successful? Like, are people going to dig him as, which they did, I think a lot, right? And then obviously the Flash went on to be, I think, their most lauded. They kind of gave him a head start on that race, right? Mm, they did. I don't even want to comment anymore. These horrible puns. But yeah, but I mean, I thought he was, that was great. I thought the introduction on the arrow work, they did a great job of that. Like I loved him as soon as he was on the, I came on the screen. I was like, wow, he's really awesome, man. I totally want to see a flash show now. And I guarantee you yeah. if legends of tomorrow hadn't been, you know, characters we saw the other shows, it would, it would have, it would have had a hard time in ratings. Yeah. I want a bloody green lantern series. I want to do green lantern so I can do the green lantern and arrow crossover, you know, like in the comics. Mm. I don't care. Well, Legends is very expensive too, though. In the chat, Victor says maybe the different locations will give the show another feeling. He also says it's more important for a good plot than a crossover. That I absolutely agree with. Well, I have to say, okay, I haven't seen the show at all, and I have no idea, but I get the feeling since it's it's an all it's a it's a black family, 
and it's it sounds like it's gonna be game related who knows it could be whatever game but i'm wondering if they just want a stronger urban feel like like um like say like like luke cage and in, and in defense, I used to live in Vancouver for a little while, and it is it is very it's got a lot of different cultures there, but it is not very well represented for African American culture probably. And that might be the challenge of why they decided to go with Atlanta. Atlanta is a good good place for that, mm-hmm. so that might be it. I don't know. I imagine that played a role in it, and that and of course tax incentives and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. All right, well we'll just have to see. I'm looking forward to seeing it though. Uh, Victor also says, I want a Martian Manhunter show. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. I like Martian Manhunter. Although I don't think, I don't know about his own show. I mean, I think he's fine on Supergirl. Yeah, he's probably one of the best no. bits of Supergirl for me. You wouldn't Martian say no? You said... <laughs> I wouldn't say don't, no to things. I always like Martian so, Manhunter. You wouldn't say no to Martian Manhunter? Wait, no. <laughs> he's a character that I think is underused a lot. Yes, I love them. Justice, yeah, Justice League thing was great in the, in the animated series. Yeah, he's still powerful when you think about stuff. So he's like Superman, but powerful. Anyways, and green, and green. <laughs> All right. So in our other news, so uh, this is I'm very excited about this. Uh, so folks, uh, Joss Whedon, uh, who uh, most obviously probably most of us in the geek world know from Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, first off, and then obviously went on to. Uh, oh yeah, see this guy. He did a few things that oh, were right, kind of pop- that guy, popular yeah. with fellow ge- geeks. <laughs> so you know, obviously Firefly and Dollhouse, um, okay, yeah, and the Avengers movies. Uh, th- those are actually, I think, the Avengers movies is what I think really put kind of folded him into the limelight for a lot of people who were not already familiar <laughs> with his work. But hey, guess what? Now, so instead of doing Marvel, he is going to be doing a DC movie, a Batgirl standalone movie. Uh, it's set to be written, set to be written, produced, and directed by him. Um, this is from uh, a, uh, an article by Anthony Bresnikin from uh, Entertainment Weekly, and uh, he s- says this is supposed to be the Barbara Gordon version of the character, uh, based on the New Fifty Two version of her from DC Comics, uh, using that as a starting point. Uh, so a little bit of a more, uh, I guess, serious look at her. Um, and I didn't actually remember. I didn't know how they. I didn't read the New Fifty Two version because I thought the whole stuff was kind of goofy, uh, restarting everything. But I guess in that one, uh, somehow she had uh, recovered from her paralysis that the Joker inflicted, where she was Oracle. I guess they explained that she had. So I guess they didn't wipe that out. They explained somehow she she had gained the use of her legs again. Oh, maybe she used a Curtis's invention that cured Felicity in one day. <laughs> right, I know. of course, right. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, so. Maybe, I'm a big Joss Whedon fan. Buffy was, uh, you know, one of those shows, obviously, that that I really loved. Or maybe the servos that they that that she tried to use in the uh, in in the failed Birds of Prey series, you know. And she oh well, I, wait, did she? Oh, she was trying to. She did try to start walking in that series. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. Right, yeah. Forgot. Um, anyway, yeah. So I like obviously Joss Whedon a lot. Um, he does some very cool stuff. Uh, the I mean with the Avengers. The first one, I, I thought he actually did a very good job. I mean, it's very hard with that many characters trying to meld them all together. Um, I liked that one. Um, the second one wasn't as good. Overall, the, I mean, I'm not, it's not super memorable, but it, I mean, the first one is probably one of the better, I think, Marvel movies that I've been done. 
I think the second one wasn't as good because um, apparently he hadn't got a studio interference and that's why he chose to discontinue doing it. I do know, I mean, like, I think he was pretty public with this, but that after the second one, like, he was really, like, drained, I think, and just, like, like, it was a very taxing experience. It felt like doing those two movies and he was like, I need a break. <laughs> like, so, like, no more Avengers movies for me. Uh, yeah. But it's nice to see him back doing superhero things again now over at DC and Batgirl, and I think that could be a great fit for him. Um, pretty that it's a Barbara Gordon character. Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I still, Oracle has always been the best version of her. I think, um, I think it's, it was a great character to have for a community that's not usually represented in, in this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think the characters rocked. It was all based on her brains and her smarts. Right. And so I would personally still lo always love to see her as Oracle, but if we're going to do Batgirl, I think Joss Whedon doing a version of Batgirl could be very cool. What do you guys think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a I, good choice. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it, um, but I'm really sorry that Joss Whedon never got to, you know, prior to prior to him doing Avengers, um, quite some time prior, he was uh, supposed to be doing Wonder Woman. I'm really sorry that that never ne never kicked off because I think he would have done a really good Wonder Woman. I agree. I think he wrote a script for it actually, right? But it just never got off the ground. He did. It just never got off the ground. No. Um, but, who knows, maybe so I'm script, looking forward to Batgirl. His script might have influenced this one. Who knows? Mm. That happens a lot. That, I, mean, I mean, the thing is that we think that Joss Whedon does really well, apart from writing great character beats and great characters, he, he knows how to write great female characters, mm -hmm. you know, which is something that, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of male writers tend to fumble. But he, yeah, he that's kind of his specialty, actually. He's also great at mixing in humor and inside of drama. Yes. Yeah. Which is, I think, by the way, that's a great point, Marks, because I think a lot of us have said, right, the DC movies are kind of just taking themselves too seriously. They're very dark with characters that shouldn't even be that serious sometimes, like Superman. So yeah. I think, right, with this one, even though if it is kind of a serious movie, I think you'll know he will work in humor. He'll weave in humor to this movie. Like, that's what he always does. Yeah, I hope so. He, he honestly, from a writer's perspective, would have been a better choice to headline the DC Universe than Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder is a fantastic visual person, but Joss mm -hmm. Whedon's better at, at uh, tying together plots and ca character depth and stuff. Yeah, well, to, 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 be, to be fair, Zack Snyder doesn't write the films. I think it's David S. Goyer that's been writing the films. Um, uh, he's Snyder. been doing some of them, yeah. yeah. Well, Zack, what, the only film that Zack Snyder wrote was uh, that, oh, what the fuck was that thing called? Sucker Punch? The Yes, and I and I think that uh, for me that was so terrible. I hope he he should just stick to directing. <laughs> but in films, the director thought, has in films director has a little more say than than they do in television. Directors are like just shipped in to do something real quick, and in films they get a little more a little more say. In oh, the they're like everything. In film, yeah, yeah. In the chat, Victor Snyder says, "I agree about Batgirl," and he says, "What about the Captain Hammer movie? Is it delayed again?" So, so he's referencing the uh, Doctor Horrible sing along blog. I didn't hear they were going to do a movie. I maybe I heard supposedly they kept wanting to do another series of it, but just all the actors involved had other stuff going on. They just never really came together. Yeah, and um, also the guy that played uh, Dot's horrible is it Neil Patrick? Neil Patrick Harris. Harris. Um, he he's now executive producing and um, and and acting in 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 um, what was it now? Um, a series of unfortunate events, Lemony Snickets. Oh, Lemony Snickets. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he, he absolutely rocks it as Count Olaf in that. He's brilliant. Oh, nice. 
uh, it's, it's on Netflix. It's you know, it's, there's only eight episodes, so it's not like it's really cool. Sweet. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. I think this is very good news for the DC movie universe, though. It could uh, hopefully set them on the right path. It could be. <laughs> Mark, Mark is so pessimistic. This show. I'm I'm so I'm so gun so uh, uh, hesitant for any DC uh, universe mm. movie now. You know, so yeah, I mean, especially after especially after after Batman versus Superman. Yeah, I'm, and I love Suicide now, Squad, and, and I just and I didn't didn't hate the movie or anything, but it could have been so much better. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's a sad indictment when Suicide Squad was actually the best DC movie out of the two that were released last year. <laughs> um, I, well, I I have faith that Joss Whedon, and again, I mean, like I'll be honest, with you, like not he doesn't, I like he, he is like he's an he's an amazing writer, but I don't think all of his stuff has been quite as stellar as I used to think it was, like in as in retrospect. But he's still he's really fucking awesome. Um, I, I mean, a lot of times I try to model a lot of my, what I do in my writing after what he tries, what he does in his, because uh, he's that good. Um, and I, uh, I don't know. My, I model all my puns after him. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> all right. No, I, if I see all these puns in this movie, I'd be like, it was Mark's influence. <laughs> At least I don't do the lightning frog joke for, that he wrote in X Men. <laughs> you know what lightning does to a frog? You know, you remember that? Never oh mind. yeah, wait. He didn't write that. He wrote that. Yeah, that was one of the lines that that stayed wait, in. Wait, he didn't movie. write yeah. that movie. What are you talking about? He was a script. He was a script doctor on it and stuff. And that was he was. He, yeah, that was a line. One of the lines he wrote. What, what, what does like to do a toad? Uh, Same thing it does to everybody. Everything else. That one. Yeah. Oh, that's not very good. <laughs> no, because he said something about that. Like, oh, great, that was in there. <laughs> didn't turn out so well. <laughs> By the way, I have faith though that yes, that he uh, that he can do. Particularly that it's, I think it's definitely better for him that it's not a big team movie that he can focus on one character. Uh, mm-hmm. The female fronted movie, I think that's up his his. It's in his. I, I don't know. It's it's probably going to end with Jared Leto's Joker attacking and shooting her or something because it's so dark. <laughs> well, but I'm okay with that because that means she goes to Oracle. That's true. I'm totally fine with that. Like I have and, no problem. Uh, that then you get the Birds of Prey movie. Yes, there we go. And then he could be that's awesome. That rocks. That's a good idea. This is great. You know, and they they can't do any worse than the TV series. Although I I quite like Tagaments of the TV series, but yeah, I I, no, I think Mark's agrees too, right? I, I like part of the TV series. It had potential for sure. It had a lot of potential, I think. Yeah. Never quite right. found its way. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it only had one season, though, right? I mean, if it had more time, I think it could have. One season, yeah. you know, probably not that big of a budget. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm I'm fully prepared to own up to the fact that I have it on DVD. But there we go. <laughs> oh, season, yeah, on DVD. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the chat, by the way, Victor had said he loved that fr- that frog toad line. Oh, he loved it. Okay. Yeah. Well. How dare we make fun? We make fun of it, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. It's perfect. Everything Joss does is perfect. So that's good. <laughs> it's not perfect, but he he's very very good. He's not he a lot of well, awesome shit. And the thing is, I think that I think the thing is with Joss Whedon is he has such a unique voice that it was really hard for people to understand what he was trying to get. Like the original, um, like the original Buffy movie, for example. You know, it just if he's not directing it and stuff, and once he sh- he showed his voice in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I think people get his humor and stuff that they didn't before. So anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. 
All right. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, sorry. I, I'm kind that? of hopeful. I'm hopeful it does well. All right. Cool. All right. Moving on to our uh, two more shows to talk about this week. <clears throat> so now we're going to do Supergirl, and then we have The Flash after that. <clears throat> All right. So in Supergirl, this uh, is the 17th episode of season two. It's called Distant Sun, written by Gabriel Lanis and Anna Muskie Goldwyn, directed by. Kevin Smith, yes, that Kevin Smith of Clerks and Chasing Amy fame. You didn't know, folks, he actually directed an episode of Flash. Then uh, he had such a good time, and they invited him back to do some more shows for that one and Supergirl this year. Yeah, I actually don't I, know. If I, I want to see crossover. I want to see that? crossover with Supergirl and Malrats. <laughs> that would actually be really funny. <laughs> It'll be the next Music Meister appearance. <laughs> Malrats Meister. No. Yeah, like I. I mean, he's just directing. He's not writing. But oh man, I imagine like Kevin, letting Kevin Smith like write one of these episodes, putting in like classic Kevin Smith type dialogue. Oh my god! Yeah, he really, and because, uh, he really should. I don't know yeah. why that he hasn't. Well, he does have a very have different to. style though than the, what, yeah. how they write these shows. You know, he's a very distinct. Not that he's always Jane Sign and Bob in it as well. Yeah, I mean, he has written for comic books too, for Batman and other stuff, and obviously he hasn't always written that kind of raunchy stuff. Or, but I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith, by the way. Like, he's one of my early like directors. Like, mm. I really and writers. Yeah, like, I love Clerks. Yeah. Uh, the second one wasn't so good, but the first one was. I, that's the one, one we still haven't seen of his. Well, not the only one, but Clerks. I, I haven't seen Clerks too. Mm. All right, there's gonna be a Mallrats too, actually, right? I think next year or something. Or this year is going. There, there is, and you know, and and that's really funny because Mallrats wasn't really a, a, a huge commercial success for him. None but of his art. Was... None of his end. All his movies, you can guarantee they made about thirty million dollars. That's what they did. Mm. I don't care. I like them anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's fine. But the thing is, he back that he was doing movies for so cheap. Then you know, I mean, generally, like none of his movies cost a lot of money, so they didn't care. They're like, all right, well, whatever. We'll make a little bit of profit. <laughs> Yeah, he went he, to my film school. He, he, he quit the film school, but he went there. Wait, <laughs> yeah, he, he went, went to Vancouver? Vancouver. Yeah, he went to Vancouver. Yeah, he quit. He didn't graduate, but he did go to that school. Like, well, hey, man, once he had clerks made, right? Who he didn't have to? Yeah, yeah. He was set. Anyway, all right, sorry. Let me get back to the synopsis for this episode of Supergirl. All right, so the most of this episode is about that. Um, there are bounty hunters after Kara. So uh, they just so one tries to well one's actually in Central City. She goes to stop him, then they find this hologram of her, and um, then there's like so they find out there's a bounty on her for some very large amount of money, and uh, so they have to try to protect. Uh, they're worried about protecting Kara and all these bounty alien bounty hunters after her. Monel suspects that his parents are the ones who put the bounty on her. So uh, to make him basically, if her, she's out of the way, that the parents, you know, he would go with them and come back to Dax and, and forget about staying on Earth because she's the reason he is staying. So he confronts them about that. Uh, they deny any knowledge of having to be involved with that. Um, he's not sure if they're telling the truth or not. So then um, they uh, discover, uh, so John uses his uh, mind powers on another alien who has mind control powers, who was one of the bounty hunters. And he finds out that, uh, basically, they find out that uh, the mother did put the uh, the bounty on her. Uh, Kara and Manel go to the Fortress of Solitude to meet the mom, to have a nice uh, chat with her, to try to convince her what you know that Manel really loves Kara and be on Earth, and to try to convince her to let him stay, uh, which is actually very very nice. 
what they're trying to do. However, uh, the mom then decides to take out what I'm going to call like kryptonite psi, basically like psi weapons to me, um, and uh, attacks Kara. And uh, Manel jumps in and agrees that she says he will go back to Daxon with her to spare if he spares they spare Kara's life and take out the bounty. Um, so he kind of sacrifices his happiness to for Kara. Uh, and then Kara, though, and the team, uh, Dio, basically uh, travel to the ship to save Manel because they're not just going to let him obviously be whisked away by her parents. And so they manage to save. Uh, well, actually, sorry. What happens actually happens is the, the, uh, his dad, his dad actually kind of stops the big fight and says he realizes that Manel is happy here on Earth and he won't be happy going with them so that, mm -hmm. that he should go uh, be with Kara and lets him go. And uh so that's very nice. And then at the very end, uh, however, uh, his, Manel's mother uh, basically thinks the father betrayed her by letting Manel go, and she stabs and kills him. So that's the end of uh, Kevin Sorbo, unfortunately, in the show, which really bums me out because he was great. And in the Beast, so that's the main story. In the Beast story, which is with Alex and Maggie, uh, they run into Maggie's ex, Emily, and uh, Alex is trying to kind of help them out, become friends again. And uh, she finds out that Maggie had lied to her that about Emily being kind of nasty to her and that Maggie actually cheated on Emily. Uh, so, and then Alex and Maggie have a, a pretty heart to heart conversation about being honest and stuff like that. And that all turns out very nicely in the end. All right. So that's pretty much what happens in the episode. So uh, I, again, like pretty much like all the other ones this, this week, I like this episode quite a bit. I think they did a lot of really good stuff in this. Uh, I was cheering when when uh, Terry Hatcher stabbed Supergirl with a kryptonite knife, I thought I was so cool. I know you were. I was just brilliant. I, I just saw like, and and she looked so sexy wielding all those knives as well. You know, so like, um, mm. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. pretty hot. <laughs> they, she had a lot of good stuff. Kevin Sorbo did not have very much good stuff. It's kind of a waste, unfortunately. It's yeah, but you know, with with he had, it did pretty good. Yeah, you know, I, well, I think what they gave him, he's great. I actually like him way more, more than Terry Hatcher, to be honest with you. Like, I I think he just has been brought gravitas to the role, like in all the episodes he's been in. Yeah. Which so I'm actually, I would have rather seen more of him than Terry Hatcher, to be honest with you. I, I like Terry Hatcher too in the role. She's good, but I'm bummed that he got that he that she, they killed him off so soon. But oh well. You know, she's going to be, she's like the big kind of becoming the big villain now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe they couldn't afford to keep both of them on. So they have to have oh, some Oh, they could have. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I know what you're saying, Ian. And yes, and then once again, there unfortunately is definitely a moment where Kara is acting rather arrogant and cocky, where she's like, I'm Supergirl. I don't run from anything. How dare you want to protect me and make me stay inside here? I'm like, all right, here we go again. <laughs> But, yeah. yeah, but she 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 got taught a lesson in humanity this week, didn't she? When she was run through with the uh, kryptonite, you know. Hopefully, that's going to teach her a lesson. It's gonna yeah, she actually said she was wrong on one stage, one moment. That's good, yeah. right? And I will say, and the thing with the Fortress of Solitude, that was I think a very cool scene with her, where she really was reaching out to the mom and being very kind and, and open and really trying to to help, you know, have her convince her that Monel you know, loves her and wants to be on earth. That's, I think that shows her like at her best, I think. And like, that's makes her very appealing. And that's kind of more of the stuff I think they need to yeah. be doing. Was that a Legion ring they showed in that fortress, the opening shot inside the fortress? There was a ring. Oh, like the, what, what is it called again? The Legion of uh... superheroes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From like the year 3000, right? You think maybe yeah. I didn't catch it. Was, did they have a shot of that? I think so. I think oh, that cool. was what it was. Very cool. 
anyway, but yeah, I think, I mean, the whole thing with the bounty hunters and the parents possibly being involved, I think that's a good storyline, you know, and obviously good conflict. And then, and then finding the mom and trying to convince her. And I think very noble of Manel to, you know, agree to go back there to save Kara. That was, that was cool. I think showed, showed, uh, again, added a lot to his character that he's growing. Um, the, uh, I actually like to be, again, pretty much all the Alex Maggie stuff, I think they really have nailed. Like, I think they're just doing a really good job with that relationship. Um, I think the, um, the scene where Alex kind of confronts Maggie about having lied to her, but then she doesn't like, she's not attacking her. She's actually being very kind and trying to get her to be like honest and open with her. Like the acting, particularly by Floriana Lima, who plays Maggie, like her emotional reaction to that, which you usually do not see from Maggie at all was like so fucking good. I thought like there was some damn good acting in that scene, particularly from her. Like it really made me feel, um, and that's also by the way, something I feel Kevin Smith is where he shines in that kind of interpersonal uh, relationship mm -hmm. stuff is what yeah. yeah, I've got to admit, I didn't like the uh, Maggie and Danik stuff initially. When, no, when, when no, was, initially. When okay. when they were setting it up, it it seemed a little bit too obvious when they were setting it up. Um, but now now that they've become more of an established thing and more of an established item in the show, I'm actually kind of liking where it's going and and the the dynamic in the relationship. You know, between them, it's um, you know, it's it's actually grown on me. Bit like a fungus, but you know, <laughs> I like it a lot. No, I think I think they're developing that relationship very well. well. I already said before my hesitation about how it first started, but but yeah. the, from after the started, it's been handled well. I'm just waiting for the moment where, like a Joss Whedon moment, where they're all like happy and then one of them dies or something, you know? Oh no! Come on, let's at least let one couple be happy. <laughs> You can't do that. No, not enough drama. Drama. Like Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> here's here's I, the only thing I, I didn't think, like. Oh, I, I think what it should do is Maggie should actually, uh, you know, come into contact with some magic ring or something and um, and become a supervillain. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, Maggie become a supervillain? Yeah. Who knows? And then, then Alex will have trouble sort of reconciling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, and all that. That, that, that could be interesting. Be interesting. It could be interesting. Victor Snyder in the chat says, my man, Kevin Sorbo, got taken out by Terry Hatcher. Good scene, but still sad. Yeah, man, I just love Kevin Sorbo. I'm sorry, man. Like, I just want to see more Kevin Sorbo. And did you – I saw it coming like a million miles away, like how they set up that. Yeah. That's, why, that's why I made a complaint. Yes. Yeah. The, line, the end scene was way too obvious. They did, They should have – it was just totally obvious from the very get-go she's going to kill him, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I really mm -hmm. wish they had handled that a lot better. That could have been handled in a way that was surprising, and it wasn't at all, so it was just like the. And um, that Amlax alien, is it just me or did he look like a Power Rangers reject? Sorry. <laughs> is that the guy in the, the first, the first yeah, alien we see? The barnacles. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, what, yeah, I, here's the thing. I think a lot of the Supergirl aliens look really goofy and silly. Yeah. Like, they it's the only show like... The comic books do. Do they? Because in all the show, shows, the aliens, they look really cool or in video games. But this one, like, it's just, they're weird, man. They're just kind of goofy looking. And I was really hoping... I mean, I kind of knew what was going to happen because I'm sure I would have heard about it before then. But whenever I heard there was going to be alien bounty hunters, I was really hoping that Lobo might make an appearance. Oh, awesome. oh yeah. Yeah, Lobo oh, well. and his big motorbike. Yeah, I want that. That would have been pretty awesome. But that oh, would have been. Maybe, maybe later. Maybe some other day. Um, I... Um, I thought I don't know what alien that does anybody know what alien the telepath dude was? I think his name's Hannibal in, in the credits, but does anybody know? I'm I curious. don't. He was kind of cool though. 
Yeah, he wasn't too bad. He didn't. He didn't look like a Power Rangers reject. I loved, <laughs> how, his, how, I loved how his head was sort of like kind of like uh, morphing when he was yeah. controlling. I thought I thought that was actually pretty cool. Um, I kind it of was. like that fact. Mm -hmm. And and I think I don't I don't think it's been confirmed, but I I think that the president is a, is a Durlan. Mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, they show what they show the, her true form in this episode. But what what is a Durland? I don't know what that is. Who that? If it's a Durland. Durlands are shapeshifter aliens, mm. and and they were so you know they did invasion in this crossover, right? That they mm -hmm. had, but invasion in the comic books was really a, a combination of different aliens, not just the Dominators, and one of them was the Durland. It was the it was like um, it was Durlands and Dominators. And then Garians, like the like Hawkman origins, uh, the Daxamites. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, Thanagarians, yeah. The Daxamites uh, were also part of it, and number and some other races uh, like the Coons. I think was, I'm not sure how to pronounce that one right, but uh, we're also part of it. So I find it interesting they've been introducing different races. I'm just kind of curious if maybe they're going to do another invasion twist in Supergirl. So were the Durgans kind of like bad guys? Durland, they were bad guys in that. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were part of, in the invasion. They were part of the infiltration. Like they would replace, you know, power powerful people and stuff. They're about, um, they're about to say the Powerpuff Girls. No, they can you the guys ever see? Can you guys ever see DC shows doing sort of like a, a whole season long crossover between the four shows? A bit like the comic book crossovers that they have. You know, no, see that no. happening? Too, too complicated. So yeah. complicated and costly. Yeah. Cool, but yeah. Too Oh, so anyway, but the obviously the uh, that the president, the alien rescuing the president is obviously up to no good. You know, I think right, it's not going to be anything like mm -hmm. nice for Earth. Um, yeah, although she's done not done anything yet, but probably not. Yeah, yeah but the whole well, the whole thing though about like That's racist, not, not to not to take any action that had to be part of her plan. It could be, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe they're you I know they're in league with the. Wonder if she's got anything to do with Cadmus. I would not think an alien would be helping out Cadmus, but who knows? It'd be kind of a weird mishmash. It's like it's like having Jewish extremists teaming up with neo Nazis. I don't know if that would work out too well. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? Cadmus apparently had a spaceship and stuff. They got they apparently aren't afraid to to deal with aliens. So I don't know. Yeah, and they weren't they weren't afraid to send um, you know various humans to to you know get rid of it as alien slaves yeah so who knows uh two other quick things there's a so they make a lot of geeky references in these shows uh usually which i like uh there's a really there's a cool one about star wars that uh win finally says oh you finally saw star wars to monel because monel says you're a little aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper or something like that right? yeah yeah uh that was nice i thought that was a nice touch monel yeah oh, i'm sorry no, you got on hell has a bunch of great lines. I love how he's trying to explain how esteemed a mixologist is, you know, in the in the bar to his parents. <laughs> and then a whole like Romeo and Juliet, like he hasn't read the end yet. And yeah. uh, um and the and his reference to helicopter parenting, like his parents flying is, is that what they refer to helicopter parenting? <laughs> he probably has this about the best line in the show. Yeah, he pretty much does right now. He's like the Rory of uh, the heat wave of the show, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, without the gruff voice. Yeah. 
so the thing when the when the mind control alien was in the prison and the DEO, so it didn't make total sense to me. I'm gonna assume that that shield would have prevented him using his mind control powers. Otherwise, why didn't he just use his mind control on everybody who was there? But then Jean and him were using it through the shield, so that didn't really make total sense. Yeah, I, I thought that too a little bit. I, I'm assuming maybe it's because an external telepathic attack on him, so he was able to defend. It, it, it actually doesn't make sense, but that's what I'm assuming. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I like where you're going with that, though. That's a that was plausible. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's probably what the writers had in mind, and so we'll go with so, that. All right. In the chat, Victor Snyder says, Linda Carter's an alien. No way. She is so pretty. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, some aliens turning into a pretty alien. Aliens woman, pretty, yeah. By the way, Linda Carter. <laughs> Supergirl's uh, an alien. <laughs> mm, that's right, she is. Linda Carter and Carrie Fisher are my two first like uh, celeb crushes uh, when I was a young lad. Mm. Nishio Nichols was mine, you know, when I first oh, nice. seen her in Star Trek. And, yeah. um, Terry Hatcher. Yeah. Terry Hatcher was your first one? I don't know if she's, I don't know. No, come on. There's somebody before that, right? Yeah. With one of your early I ones? Know. I don't know. I'm not, maybe not as old as you guys. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, great. He's like, ha you guys are so fucking old, and I'm so young. I'll tell you who I had, who else was, I had a crush on. It was Scarlet well, and G.I. Joe. Oh, I'm, I'm done with that. Yeah, sure, you can be Scarlet. That's great. Hey, Jeff, remember Buck Rogers? Yeah. Uh, Pamela Hensky, who played uh, Ardara, she she was another one of my crushes. Oh, I thought you were going to say, um, what the fuck? Who was, who was the... Erin the... Gray. Erin Gray. What was the character's name? Wilma Deering. Well, yeah, Wilma Deering, thank you. Yeah. Nah, I, I like the bad girl. <laughs> oh, all right. Cool. Yeah. All right, so I got, does that do it for Supergirl? Any other last thoughts? I don't think nope. so. All right. all right, so we do this out of five capes. Marks, what, what are you, your rating? Um, this is a pretty good one overall. I, I would say... Uh, trying to ignore the Power Rangers reject, I would say it was about four, four capes. All right, Ian. Mm, I'd say just about a four. All right, hey, once again, we're going to agree. I also give it four capes. A uh, very solid episode, I felt. Yeah. I, I've noticed as we've been doing these ratings that it seems like they've been upping their caliber of their episodes as the seasons progress. Well, that's good. Yeah, they man. must be watching good. the show, man. They must that's be watching why. This. That's exactly totally. why. I'm sure that's it. Right. Yeah, they're, 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 they're speedily rewriting the last few episodes to sort of like satisfy us. Right. Know? They're like, oh, wait, guys, more puns. Put in more puns. <laughs> I agree with that. Yes. Put in more Star Wars references. Yeah. The, the Legends writers in particular must love us. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, so there we go. Uh, but yes, at the end, obviously, as we approach here, uh, the season end, obviously, that's where you really want to ramp up, obviously, and, and end with a bang, so if that makes sense. All right, last show for the week to talk about is The Flash, and we'll turn things over to Marks. <clears throat> All I'm right. Savitar. <laughs> Uh-oh, secret <laughs> revealed. <laughs> All right, so this episode was Abracadabra, episode 18 of season three. A uh, story by Andrew Kreisberg, teleplay by Brooke Roberts and David Cobb. Um, synopsis of this, the basic idea of what happened in the show is uh, Abracadabra, a criminal from the 64th century, travels to Central City uh, to steal and also 
Kiel from various tech companies. He uses advanced nanotech, some kind of organic nanotech, that he masks with magic tricks, his powers. Uh, Gypsy, we've seen a number of episodes now, also pops in because she's chasing him because of crimes on her earth, which she later reveals includes killing her partner. Uh, things get complicated when Katabra claims he knows who Savitar really is and he might be able to help save Iris, um, which causes a rift between Cisco and Gypsy. Uh, you know, eventually after capturing Kadabra and he, he escapes because, because they're trying to get the information. Um, and then they capture him again. The second time they decide to hand him over to Gypsy. Um, but unfortunately things do get complicated because in the aftermath of all this, Caitlin is injured extremely bad, even though they think they had saved her. She ends up, uh, hemorrhaging and apparently dying. Uh, but they do save her by ripping off that amulet that, uh, that holds back her powers and her powers are restored. She turns into Killer, Killer Frost, uh, coming back to life, but unfortunately uh, is all evilly. So that's what we got. So, you know, some of the stuff I liked, I like Abracadabra overall. I think he's a neat villain um, because he's a time traveler and he's apparently fought Flash before. That means we're probably going to see him again even if he does happen to get executed. Um, and I do like the reference to Arthur C. Clarke's third law about technology and mm -hmm. magic. Uh, it's great to see the whole team kind of cooperating a little bit, the speedsters and the vibesters working together. Um, you know, it, it, Cisco's definitely getting really good at that vibe and stuff, right? Uh, I like Gypsy overall. I, I don't know if you guys necessarily do, but um, but, I, but I am sorry to see this rift thing. She's always like counter everything they want for some reason. She's always uh, not getting going along with the team. But um, I, I feel sorry for Cisco um, because of, obviously he's heartbroken over over Gypsy mm -hmm. and all that. I just really feel bad for Cisco, but by the same token, it was kind of obvious that that, that was going to happen at some point because Gypsy's just way out of that guy's league. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, well, they, get, they, they make a cute couple. I think they could make a cute couple. Um, I wish. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Gypsy in the comic books and stuff. You know, she can turn invisible and stuff in the comic books. I think it was a good call what they've done for powers and that uh, relationship with Cisco and stuff. But kind of do wish, kind of wish they had done something where like because she could vibrate in such a way she could be invisible or something. It'd be a nice call back to her original powers a little bit. Mm -hmm. But but anyway, it was nice to see Time Vault again. There's little mentions of Stag Industries and Cord Industries. Cord's robbed apparently every week, I guess. <laughs> I feel really bad for them. <laughs> that, that's why um, he keeps the Blue Beetle. He's always out of money for getting robbed. <laughs> I was sorry not to see HR until a little bit. It's also a little suspicious maybe. Maybe they're trying to make us suspicious. Um, mm, red herring. But, uh, huh? It could it, be a red probably a red herring most likely. But um, it could it could also be because he directed the next episode. Maybe they, he, he needed a break. Who knows? Who Tom, Tom Cavanaugh did? Yeah, he he film he directs the next episode. Oh, cool! Is that his first yeah. time directing it? it? I I don't know if it's first time he's ever directed. First time he's directed for Flash. Yeah, I mean the show. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, it, what we're talking about the next episode's called the Once in Future Flash. It's gonna be April twenty fifth. Um, so maybe that's maybe that's a the real behind the scenes reason why he wasn't in it, or maybe it's a red herring, or maybe it was both. Um, 
or maybe it's not a red herring and it really is a clue who knows um mm-hmm. so yeah so there was that I had mixed feelings about killer frost i guess i think we all knew that she was going to turn evil and stuff it was it was a given yeah um, the one one problem i have with that is these there doesn't seem to be any explanation for for why she's suddenly become king of frost you know there's there's no no explanation there's no sort of like uh you know multiple personality thing or or anything like that um you know that that whole thing just seems underwritten well the pa- the powers come from the the flashpoint right that's the powers come from that point but i think you're talking about why does having power frost powers turn her evil basically right yeah yeah it, i don't know it's not yeah. been <laughs> it's it's not been yeah, they, dealt with that particularly well that you know no it hasn't be, it's it's like a plot device rather than thought out. It's they they like did because, sneak because she was in the Earth Two, right? So she's evil there, which makes total sense. Obviously, her character could have that's the way her pers- she became right in Earth Two. Um, but because she was evil there, it's kind of like well, now we have to kind of match her with that one. It may just have her evil when she has the freeze powers. Yeah, it it, it and, and it wouldn't necessarily be a given either, you know. Because, you know, in on, she was aware that she was going to Kinefrost sort of thing. And, you know, they, they, but it's sort of like, they're still not explaining why she's, she's evil, you know? It's, why it's why, why can't Caitlin not take responsibility for this and, you know, and, and, and actually own what she does as Kinefrost as opposed to sort of like being this other distinct personality? Because it sounds better than Happy Frost. <laughs> <laughs> Friendly, friendly frost. Friendly frost. <laughs> Hi, friendly frost. No, I, it's, frost. that's been my one gripe about it too. Is that they didn't explain why her powers make her evil for some reason. It's weird. That that to the to the credit, um, and I, I, the writers did throw in early in the season a character who had multiple personalities and the powers were making her evil and stuff. And I think that was their way of trying to like foreshadow and stuff but well um, also from what i remember they have kind of slowly done this right like i think they've slowly shown her kind of like with her powers and be sort of like feeling like she's getting out of control but it's not going too crazy right so i think it's but had they've tried to slowly build this up where now i think she's gonna be like totally not so like oh i'm fucking evil now at this point well she died so who knows what kind of effect that has on her i do i am kind of questioning how her regeneration powers work because <laughs> they were pretty quick uh, reacting and stuff. Um, she would be like like freaking Wolverine times two, I think, if if her regeneration powers are that good. She didn't seem to have that before, but but whatever. But I, I imagine her coming back from the dead is going to mess her up a bit. It, it seems to always happen when you come back from the dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, uh, half of Sarah, right? Yeah, and Thea, so. Sarah, Thea, yeah. It's everybody. It messes with you. Yeah, but they 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 kind of came back via that pesky old Nazareth pit. Right. Maybe she doesn't have a soul. Mm. Maybe King of Frost comes back through the armpit or something. You know. Oh boy. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> the arm for the armpits. <laughs> Maybe that's why she's so evil because of the stench. Oh, I love how your cat's like right beside you and look at the screen. <laughs> Too. Anyway, <laughs> have you guys, so have you guys um, talked about Abracadabra yet? I had to step away for a minute. 
Yeah, I said he was cool. I liked him overall. He was. I thought from the previews he might be kind of goofy, but actually he was like I actually think one of the best villains they probably had. He was really awesome, man. Like he was smart and clever and had good lines and yeah. Oh yeah, I thought he was he was really well done. I I think I'm sure we're gonna see more of him. I hope um, probably on Legends because that'd be great. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, you would think he would if he's a time traveler, but whatever. <laughs> I like I, uh, the uh, sorry. I like the whole thing that he was stealing all this different technology in order to build himself a time machine. I thought that was pretty fun. That was good. It was. I think. Uh, I mean, you guys might have already talked about this, but almost everything worked for me this episode really well. I thought it was awesome. Like he was great. The whole plot with it, what he was trying to do, um, the big dilemma, like the whole thing where the choice with. He could tell them about Savitar, who Savitar is, if they let him, you know, save him from Gypsy and let him go. Like that's so that's how you know, it was one of those hard, really hard choices that Hero has to make. Um, mm-hmm. And there's some great conflict, like with Joe going to free him to save Iris, and then Gypsy, and then they're freaking arguing right and going at it. I actually think Gypsy's been the I've liked her the best this episode just because she was so hardcore in this one, and also that we also we find out about her history the first time we actually found out something about her, which. Then obviously I can have a better connection to her, knowing about why she's doing what she's doing with losing her partner to this guy. It kind of past. explains why she's so closed off as well emotionally. Yeah, you know, as a character. That was good though. Like I so I learned more about her, like and I like her more now. Um, and so yeah, like all that was good, and it's obviously good so with her and Cisco and the attention about oh what's going to happen there. So yeah, I mean like I think this episode rocked. The only thing is, like kind of with some of the other shows, at the end scene. So first, like the thing with uh, Caitlin, like for me, that just got drawn out so fucking long. It was ridiculous. Like I just seemed like it went on forever and ever. And I'm like, guys, you've already just said it. Just rip off the fucking pendant. You said it, you can save her. Just rip it off. What are you doing? And then finally, like after what an eon seemed to go by and she was dead, Julian's like, all right, I guess I'll rip it off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's the end of it. was just. Cut in half, maybe the whole scene or something. I have to say the the actor who plays Cisco, his emotional reaction and stuff was really heart wrenching. Like he really, you could tell like how much yeah. upset he was. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with acting. acting, yeah. Nothing wrong with the acting. It's just I don't know why they drew it out so long. Because they need to fill in that time slot. Well, I was I was wondering <laughs> that. Like, yes, it has to fit a certain time. But I'm like, well, all right, you can let's lengthen other places. They would make some more make some more Star Wars jokes. <laughs> They would have been in trouble if they were making the show back in the seventies when when the average episode length was something like forty eight minutes or something. Oh yeah, they got it much shorter. Mm. Now they're forty two. Yeah. yeah, they have more commercials. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that there was a a potential Easter egg in there? Potential clue to a future Big Bad. Uh huh. No. Whenever Abracadabra lists off villains that uh flash has had he says he oh says, he lists one he lists one i didn't recognize actually yeah devoe so that's probably clifford devoe who is aka the thinker do you know who the thinker is oh i've heard of him but i, I couldn't tell you exactly what he does. uses technology or thinker's cap or whatever to uh, enhance his mind and uh, there's been different versions and stuff but like the first one it gave him telekinesis and mind control and he was super smart and stuff so he could be the big bad next season because that you know the, the writers have said that next season he's not going to be going up against another speedster he's going to be going up against you know something different than another speedster 
I would suspect uh, they don't usually just throw stuff like that without some thought. So who knows? I think well, that could be cool if there's like some just really smart villain, yeah, next season instead of the speedster, yeah. Well, you know, it'd be certainly be better than him going up against somebody that's ringy, ringy slow. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he goes against the, the slowest man alive. <laughs> They had they had the turtle didn't work out well for him. Wait, is there a character named the turtle? Yeah, he was from an episode. Remember him? This is that that one actor from I think it was the actor an actor who was from Bowser Galactica. The new Bowser started Galactica. Wait, what was his powers? He could slow everybody down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that, but it wasn't that he moved slow. It was that he could slow the things around him. Yep. Right. Yep. Um. So yeah. So maybe the thinker is going to be the the big bad next season. Be pretty interesting. He's pretty cool. I mean, think about like if he's smart, and then also he's got mind control and telekinesis are good powers against against a speedster, probably. So yeah, and you know, with mind control and telekinesis, he can actually uh, get other people to do his bidding for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the chat, by the way, Victor had asked uh, probably a little earlier when we we're talking about Caitlin. Is Caitlin evil or just less good? He asked. Well, I guess I don't know. We don't know now. I feel at this point with what happened at the end of the episode where she blasts everybody apart that she, they're going to make her go quite pretty bad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and imagine. the fact that Dengeta died didn't help either. I, yeah, I imagine she's going to be bad, at least for an episode. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, she's not going to stay bad. It's just how long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. So, Unless she becomes the big villain next season. Imagine uh, that. I don't think they, Imagine they did that, though. That's actually kind of a bold move. That would be. Yeah. I don't know. Could see, or, or or she could team up with a thinker or something. A thinker also is a big player with the Injustice League, so they could always try Injustice League if they wanted to. The Injustice League. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is that just kind of like another type of Legion of Doom, right? Type thing. Yeah. Better. But yeah. Oh. Okay. I think. I don't know. <laughs> what are you thinking? Is that a better better version than just than? The I don't Legion know who's in Doom? Doom, so. Nah. I, I prefer the Legion of Doom. The Legion of Doom's got that awesome headquarters, man. Yeah. They do have also, a cool, cool you know, it's, a, it's also a much better name than the Injustice League. Yeah, they're know? just they're just ripping off the Justice League's name and just putting yeah. in in front of it. The, the Injustice League sounds like some sort of civil rights organizer. <laughs> <laughs> sounds lame. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. That's funny. Anything else to mention on uh, The Flash? Uh, I don't think so. Covered everything? Yeah. Cool. All right, so we rate this, guys, out of five lightning bolts. I'm going to give this uh, – I actually – I really like this episode. It's probably one of my favorites of the season, I think. So I'm going to give it four and a half lightning bolts. Ian. Four and a half. All right, Marks. Yeah, I agree. I think a four and a half. Wow, damn, we are really in agreement with most of the stuff today. How about that? <laughs> we need somebody to come in here and be like – this sucked. It was two, two, uh, two and a half or one. It's terrible. Has anyone ever given anything a one on this show yet? No, I no. think a two or two and a half has been the lowest, right? We've given. Yeah. No, wait. Did Julie give a one one time or no? Or did she bump it up to a two? I don't think she gave a one. No. no I think she gave a two, maybe two and a half okay. or something. I don't think anybody's given a one yet. Yeah, I think even even how bad I think some of the legends are, I think I don't think I have gone below a two. <laughs> Amazingly enough, <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't given out a half. <laughs> oh boy! Wow. Now, Legends season one. There's a few episodes in there that maybe 
Meta came close. Oh, I, I absolutely would fuck it. give some a bunch of season ones. Yes, half a Gideon. <laughs> Need more Gideon, man. More Gideon, more yeah. cake bacon. Oh, geez. yeah. They 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 need to they need to no more cake bacon. bacon. No, I don't understand. All right, that's what that's what we're gonna disagree about this show. I don't understand why you guys don't like the cake bacon. That was some funny stuff, man. Rip, okay, so we're gonna have Monel fix us a nice meal, and Rip would fix the cake for dessert. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a great idea. Yeah, that's not like having your cake and eating it. <laughs> All right. All right. I guess I'll do it for tonight, right? So uh, next week, folks, so here's the thing. Uh, Only Legends is new next week. It's actually their season finale. So, And the other shows are all uh, taking a break until the end of April. The last week of April, they're all coming back. And then they're all going to do like their, I think, final four episodes leading up to uh, the season finales near the end of May. Uh, so we will be back. Uh, we're going to do next week. And what we're going to do is obviously talk about Legends. But we're also, uh, since the other shows aren't new, we're going to talk a little bit about the other shows still, maybe do some speculation, like what we think about Savitar, stuff, what's going on, what we think are going to happen at the season, as the season's come to a close for all the different shows, Supergirl, Arrow, and Flash. We'll talk about that as well. And we'll do some news, of course. Uh, and then we'll be off for a few weeks uh, until, until the end of April when they come back. We'll come back and then obviously, of course, do new shows until they wrap up their seasons at the end of May. All right, cool. So we hope to see you back next week. Uh, we'll give some links out here before we go. Ian, where can people find what you're up to? Um, well, they can find me at a sci-fi post.net. Um, I've also got a sci-fi post fan page on Facebook. Um, and for the podcast and the uh, podcast version of these episodes, they can be found at sci-fi postradio.com. And we're on Stitcher as well, aren't we, Matt? Yep, on Stitcher also. Yeah, so we're on awesome. Stitcher and iTunes and all that good stuff. So you can also find this show. You can also find this show at Sci-Fi Pulse on the website as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, in the chat, by the way, Victor had said, "I think Gideon should be Captain." I agree. She's probably by far the best character actually on that show, <laughs> or at least on the Legend of the Good Guys team. <laughs> all right, Marks, where can people find you? People can find me um, over on my website, markspile.com, and you can find me over on Twitter, at Mr. Marks. All right. Of course, you can find us at SuperGeekedUp on Twitter. We always love hearing your tweets. Uh, of course, we're on the Facebooks and the YouTubes and all that good stuff. Uh, please give us a subscription if you haven't already on YouTube. Uh, and SuperGeekedUp.com, though, that's the main site where you can find everything we do. So this show, all the past episodes, uh, Super Geeked Up episodes, which marks the name of the non as well. And uh, Super by Super Knocked Up show, superhero series, scripted show. Uh, and we do gaming shows. Marks and I are part of a gaming show we do on my, oh, tomorrow night, actually. We're going to see you're going to see us do Monday Night Mayhem. So we alternate between Dungeons and Dragons and a show called The Strange, or a game called The Strange. Uh, so we do that every other Monday night, uh, alternate back and forth. So hopefully, we can see some of you guys tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern, as we do Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, you can see that right here on the, on the homepage of supergeekedup.com. And then uh, next Sunday, back at 8 p.m. Eastern as well for DC Action Hour, where we'll be doing talking Legends of Tomorrow and then some speculation uh, on uh, the season conclusions for the other shows. All right, cool. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, we'll see you next. DC, uh, I still don't like this end. We're going to come up with a better one. <laughs> Fan pal, goodbye. There you go. See you later, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>